0: Underneath the city lights There is a world
1: few know about Where rules don't apply, no And you
0: can't keep a good girl down We're
2: not going to fight anymore!
0: I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. standing in front of a boy such a great audience for all y'all talking up in here it's time to keep it down right now
3: avengers so- you, you want you. You you to you ready chill hello hello welcome back to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm Lacey here with Mela,
2: Josh, and Rashawn.
3: What's good, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for pressing play today. Please take a second and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. Let us know what hot takes you agree with, what you disagree with. We love hearing from our listeners. We love this little community that's being built. Subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Let us know that you're out there and that you're listening. Um, It helps us boost our algorithm and helps us connect with more movie fanatics like us and like you. Um, What's up, friends? What have you all been watching this week?
0: Uh, So I watched this movie called Awake Mm -hmm. with Gina Rodriguez on um, Netflix. Have you guys heard of this? Oh, no. Mm
1: It sounds like a horror, just with the title alone.
0: It doesn't know what it is, to be honest. <laughs> I would say it's a thriller. like So kind of like Bird Box. Okay. That kind of vibe. I would say woo, watch it with, you know, if you don't really have anything else to watch. <laughs> I love Gina. I think she's so good. But Rashawn can agree with this. She was better than the movie entirely. It was her, and then she has a little girl that plays her daughter, and she was fucking great. Also, I've heard from other people that they're like, "It's so good." So maybe I'm just being a harsh critic. So if you guys listening have seen it and you're like, "What the fuck, bitch? This is a great film," at me because I'm gonna at you back and tell you that it's not.
3: But I would love <laughs> to have that conversation. Hell
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I don't think we've talked about it on the pod yet, but Josh and I both watched Inside. By Bo Burnham, what, like two weeks ago when it first dropped? Right, when it came out, yeah. And I'm still listening to it. Mm -hmm. I am still obsessed with that piece of art that he put out in the universe.
1: He made the definitive piece of quarantine art. There were so many half-assed movies and TV shows. Some of them worked, like that horror movie that came out. And then there's other ones like that free form, t- like Time of, what was it? loving the, was it called Love in the Time of Corona? Or Something some shit? like
3: that with Leslie Odom, right?
1: After Bo Burnham's special, we don't need anything else. We don't need any movies about it. We don't need any more TV specials about it. We can all forget about it. And if you want to revisit how it felt to be in lockdown for a year and a half, watch Inside.
3: Mm-hmm. That's it. Have y'all watched it yet?
0: We have. We have. What watched. did you think?
3: I think it was
0: a genius idea. I don't personally love it as far <laughs> as a piece of art. I think I Why can, not? I think I can recognize and appreciate it. I don't know if I can connect to it. And there's something about that style of comedy that I feel like no matter who's doing it, I just don't love. Even if Chris Rock or Eddie Murphy was at a piano or doing songs, there's something that I just I can do one or two songs, but then after that I'm like, okay. moving along but i think overall like as the idea i'm like this is fucking cool that you actually turn this shitty time into a fucking piece of art
1: you also yeah you also had an entirely different experience too because you were stuck being a quote-unquote essential worker the whole time exactly and so you had an entirely different experience yeah you know
3: Rashon, you're not commenting at all, so I'm I'm assuming you just want me to move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I know how much the two of you loved it and how much it affected you all. So out of respect for that, I'm just gonna say it wasn't for me.
1: Why you gotta be so polite?
3: You I know. Be. That's not what this <laughs> podcast is about. We know this. We've been here for 50 plus episodes now.
2: I know, I know, okay. Because I don't, I don't want to be just basic and be like, I hated it, that. because that's <laughs> what <laughs> that's not um constructive, you know. I will say that I know that a lot of Bo Burnham's voice is about being self-aware and kind of this meta voice in comedy, where he he kind of has an outside view looking into what comedy is. It it was it was grating for me at. Mm-hmm. Times a lot of the time, and <laughs> all of the time. Go <laughs> hour. But I but I respect it because I I have seen nothing but you know raves for it, and I was very interested to check it out and to be a part of the conversation. And I kind of walked away not wanting to speak about it ever. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and that Damn! because I do okay. want to be respectful because I loved 8th grade. Mm-hmm. I th- I think 8th grade is is one of the best movies of the past decade and there's just skill on display and it's emotional and it's heavy and it's potent and me personally as as a viewer I got none of that from inside and I have been inside I've literally been inside for the past mm-hmm. year
1: mm-hmm. And, some. and
2: and then some and I, I just can't. Maybe it's maybe it's a taste thing, as far as his his comedy
1: goes. Maybe we're just not on the same track. And yeah. Uh, have you liked any of his previous stuff, like Make no. Happy or what? Or oh yeah, then.
3: Well, that <laughs> makes, I mean that I was gonna say. I mean Josh and I have been both fans for better part of a decade now. I think we've seen all of his specials. I we both grew up seeing him on YouTube. There's that kind of attachment there, like we've kind of grown with him at the same time. So I'm sure we have, well, at least I can't speak for you, Josh, but I feel like I have some of that companionship as a viewer with him.
1: 3.14 Apple Pie, one of his first YouTube videos, was the first video I put onto my Zoom in high school.
0: <laughs> Not the Zoom, bitch.
1: Hell yeah, the Zoom. Mine was brown.
0: Mine was navy blue. Well,
1: had, you had a Zoom!
0: <laughs> I had that brick...
2: The place that he's at now it's very raw it's so raw yeah but there's something about the place that he is now having this this conversation with himself and with us as an audience and being as open as he is but doing it through the lens of a giant streaming platform there was like a disconnect for me if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense because at a certain point Yes, you're self-aware, but just calling attention to it sometimes isn't enough as far as self-awareness goes. I mean, he
1: does say that in the special.
2: <laughs> to, yeah, but I, to my point, it, you can say it, but uh, what kind of conversation are you having with it? I don't, I don't know. It I feel like we could have a whole episode on it, and I would love oh, to. We definitely did. I was. Put it on <laughs> the list. On the list. <laughs> I was angry. I was. I was angry throughout, more so than Carmela, who's just. Carmella decides pretty early on how she feels about something. (laughs) Yes. And I I love that about her. I have to, like, chew my steak a little bit more before I'm like...
0: Because there are Uh parts of it that I I think were funny, you know? I feel And Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this while we were watching. I was like, I feel like if I met him in person, I would be laughing the whole time. Mm. Mm. But I don't know, which I think happens a lot with stand-up comedy, is... The person, a person who is funny in real life, doesn't always translate translate through their comedy, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what it is for me. I mean, I've never met this fool, but I just feel like that could be it because there were some parts of it that I was like, "This is really fucking funny." Like the whole <sighs> white girl Instagram, that's just funny. Anyone doing it, but then, yeah, him crying, I couldn't. It was just really hard to get through that.
2: <laughs> see i'm the opposite i think for me it was and actually i want to let you guys talk because i feel like we've nope, been please. Back, no but there was the really great bit where he's watching himself yes watching himself watching himself and it feels like a really funny and really sharp critique on how people release videos and how people put content out like we're doing right now and then it, it gets like a little fighting where where it seems like he's kind of finger wagging at people that release content out into the world while he's releasing content into the world hmm that kind of what's the word
0: conflicts
2: that kind of yeah that kind of confliction doesn't really is that a word confliction that kind of conflict (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
2: that (laughs) that kind of conflict it didn't, like, rest within me. I don't know.
1: I didn't I take right. it like that. I didn't take it like that, but I can see how... Like, it. I didn't take it as... For just using this example, I didn't take it as a, as a critique against anybody doing it, but I can see how it can be perceived that way. And that's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm bottling it because it's not what this episode is about.
2: <laughs> I know, and I, I that's why I didn't want to say anything because I know I respect you guys and I know how much you it affected you. And this is not just another movie that we throw on the podcast and we're like, fuck that shit.
3: Oh, you <laughs> mean also, like, like today?
2: <laughs> Lacey, don't assume. Perfect don't
3: transition. Assume. Say it. <laughs> Y'all, I am nervous. Don't be. Beyond words. But <laughs> I want to know what we're fighting about today. Lacey. Good. Mella. Mella
0: we watch Burlesque.
3: Oh, y'all. My heart is beating so fast. <laughs> show a
1: little more Show a little less Add a little smoke Welcome to Burlesque Everything you dream of But never can possess nothing's what it seems. Welcome to Burlesque. Oh. Burlesque
3: Everyone is, is a 2010 musical starring Cher, Christine Aguilera, Stanley Tucci, Eric Dane, Alan Cumming, Julianne Hough, and Kristen Bell. Burlesque is a movie about a small town iowan girl who moves to the big city of hollywood to pursue her dreams (laughs) when she stumbles across this little hole in the wall called burlesque run by tess my queen of all things the bar is in trouble and is about to go under and allie works her way from being a barmaiden to showing that she is more than just waiting tables. She is an incredible singer and dancer, and she helps to save the club. Okay, so with burlesque, Uh I put it on the list because I was like, Oh, fuck yeah. I loved that movie when it came out. This was everything. And then we watched it again after I very boldly said put it on the list for our podcast. (laughs) And here's what I will say before we delve in. This is not going to be my typical die hard. This is a perfect movie and one of my favorites forever and ever. I won't die for burlesque. However.
1: Yeah, yeah, get it out.
3: I fucking love this movie. This movie (laughs) is a good time of course, there are things that we could change. There are things that I would certainly change and take out. But overall, I mean, you have share number one, period, done, sign me up. It's a Easy great movie. You have Christina Aguilera's vocals in this. Again, done, period, sign me up. You got these gorgeous costumes, these incredible dancers. I mean, is it the greatest movie ever written? No, I'm going to be all of you in saying that. No, it's not. But this movie is a good time. And now it's all up to all of you (laughs) to uh, (laughs) tear me to pieces. Here we go.
1: I think you should decide the pecking order. Who do you want to hear from first?
3: Oh, God. Okay. Well, I don't know if our listeners know this, but Rashawn told me he would be on my team for this episode.
0: He did say that. He said
3: that. So, Rashawn, why don't we start with you and um, let me be like Julius Caesar and- present my back for you Ah!
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay dramatic turn around Lacey
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: okay I love musicals I brought musicals to the podcast so inherently vis-a-vis one plus one I should love burlesque right
3: yeah you should you told me you did
2: oh boy what were my exact words honestly
3: okay wait you can go back to our best performances of the decade episode because my honorable mention was Cher in Mamma Mia and you told me it should have been Cher in Burlesque because then you would have been on my team and then we had a conversation I think it was off the mic and you were like oh my god I fucking love Burlesque that's the great it's a great movie it's so much fun it's so beautiful I can't tell you verbatim because this was like six months ago But you said we would be on on the same team. You said we'd be on the same team for this episode. So I said, "Fucking okay, sign me up. Put it on the list." And then
2: I and then I stopped by your house earlier today.
3: That listen, don't talk about what a good friend you are. (laughs) We're talking about. (laughs) And (laughs) then she said,
2: "Okay, see you on the mic in a few hours." And I said, "Baby." Because I watched the movie. I don't know. I'm dancing around it. Look, I... Lacey, I love this movie.
3: Oh my god, you do?
2: I do. What
3: the fuck are you doing, Richard?
2: I just wanted to see how tight your butt could get.
3: Oh my goodness. It is up in my guts right now. That's how tight we are.
1: Butt in gut. Butt
3: but oh gut. my god, I'm so happy!
1: Now...
2: I, unlike you, Lacey, have a little experience on this show defending bad movies.
3: Uh, Oh, so the movie I brought is good because I'm pretty sure you've said verbatim that my movies have been bad.
2: Are we going to do this again? I'm
3: just saying. I'm just saying. I did
2: not say that. I did not say that.
3: Now and then you said was a bad movie. Continue. Now
2: and then Scrooged Kick Rocks. Can we just put that on the board? (laughs) For for the rest of the pod, for the rest of our lives. No. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm going to probably stab myself in the back later in this episode, but it's a musical. I love musicals with the exception of <laughs> Here We Go Again. Um, even <laughs> yeah, Here We Go Again. Yeah, I, there we go. Even Here We Go Again, I liked the numbers in it, but I didn't like the movie. <laughs> Scrooge, but, Scrooge has songs. Scrooge ain't you no know, fuck. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs>
1: it's
0: got the polka festival.
1: It ends with a song, Mella.
3: Oh my oh God! Yeah, I'm... That too. Wait, oh wait, just... no, I'm
0: thinking of Groundhog Day. My bad.
3: I just Same. need to s- just say it again, clean for the mic, Roshan.
2: Count me, Team Burlesque.
3: Roshan wow. coming in hot, hot today. Woo, Ooh, woo, baby. Oh my goodness! I have you some had issues. Me I have itchy. some issues. Me too. Oh, now it's a toss-up between who do I think hated it more. <laughs> I I don't know. Mella. Yes. Okay. We sometimes um, have similar tastes. <laughs> Come we on. do. I don't hate
0: burlesque. Okay. hate I don't hate burlesque. I've seen it a couple of times, and I don't think I would watch a movie a couple of times if I hated it. I do, however, think that this is not a musical. This is a movie with musical numbers.
2: That was my okay. biggest note.
0: um okay because you can literally have no story if you wanted to you could just i would honestly i would prefer to just watch the numbers because i think that's the fucking best part about this movie Mm -hmm. all of the numbers sans one Mm -hmm.
1: um oh no are amazing Ah. oh no
3: i know you're not gonna say what i think you're i
2: got you Liz. i got you Liz. i got you
3: Mello, don't I'm not joking don't when worry. I say we'll not be welcome in this house anymore if that is where we're going.
1: Yes, you will. I
0: already can't go to your hometown, so it. I mean, hey. I
3: literally. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, okay, so we have a ride. You're riding or dying with me, Rashawn. We have an.
0: Oh, I didn't whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! Favorite. I didn't say I was going to die. <laughs> I did not say I was going to die.
3: You did, Lisa, you, you did.
1: You said yourself you weren't going to die. This yeah, you
2: said you wouldn't even die for but Burlesque. Said, okay,
3: okay. Why so are you killing me? You're on. You're on, We're on the same team. We liked it. We Don't like put
2: it. that ride or die shit though. I didn't say that. <laughs> I reserve the right to be a traitor.
3: <laughs> fine, fine. My as knife. long as share isn't involved in your traitorism, then uh, fine.
2: let's move. Let's move on to Josh. Let's on to Josh.
3: <laughs> Come on, Josh. Speak on it,
1: Lacey. Before we continue any further. This is going to be a long episode for you if you don't at least allow them to voice share criticism.
3: I can't. I can't.
1: You have to. I
3: can't. You have to. I, it's not physically. I'm, I, like, I can take my headphones off and you guys can go. I will set a 30, <laughs> 30 second timer and you guys can say whatever you want.
1: That may have so. to happen. 30 okay. 30 okay. <laughs> timer?
3: Just air all your grievances and then I'll get back on.
1: I think he was saying 30 seconds is enough, isn't enough.
3: No, I is. I am aware. That's all you're going to get from me. Okay. Okay.
1: So, I'm I feel like I'm finding through this podcast I'm finding stuff out about me that I wouldn't have ever thought. I think a lot of people have an affinity, I'll call it gloss. A lot of people have an affinity for the sort of gloss of a movie. From the time period where they started to get into movies. I'll use Mela as an example. I feel like Mela has a lot of affinity for early 2000s movies. And the sort of gloss of like, I mean, everything she's brought in. Like early (laughs) to mid 2000s. I'm finding out that I'm having an affinity for late 2000s, early 10s. Because that's when I started to really like actually watch movies critically. I did not hate Burlesque, <gasps> like at all. <laughs> don't, there is a, don't
3: play with my heart, Joshua.
1: There's a movie in there. that there's. I, I want to get into it very specifically onto what I did not like about it, but there is a movie in there if you let teach me how to edit for a year and then let <laughs> me into the editing room. There's a movie in there that I really, really enjoy. And you know what? I, it's time to be a traitor. Oh,
3: no really enjoyed but
2: That was this. so fast. Uh, that was so fast. Joshua was better. <laughs> Charlie, you're saying Charles Joshua Joshua better. Gloss. You are not gonna sit on this mic and tell me that you didn't hate burlesque. Burlesque, Josh. I didn't. I am just. I'm sorry, Lacey. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but what are you I had to tear. I have, run have run to tear in. this you man down. A good
3: fucking movie.
2: I'm not coming at Burlesque for the hour. I'm coming
1: at Josh. <laughs> this is my whole thing on this podcast. This is my through line. This is my character arc. Not even my character arc. This is what I maintain. I am more inclined to like a movie if it's, if it's wrong and strong, if it's proud, and if it knows what it is and doesn't try to be anything else. Bullshit. I Bullshit. don't know
0: if this movie knows that. That's the problem I have with The it. parts
1: of this movie, I, fine. I'll get into my first critique.
3: Let's go. I'm gonna I, sit back. You all enjoy. I'm happy. I,
1: I don't think I'm never gonna rewatch Burlesque. I would rewatch it if it was a tight one thirty. And sorry, Cam Gigandet De- bartender is removed completely. No, he's. I don't in need. There. He stays. I don't need a single scene outside of that club. The moment she gets to L.A. That's all. If you want to have her go back and forth, have her crash on Stanley. T- you don't even need that. You don't need that. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just in a good mood this morning when we watched it. But I I had a good time at the club. The moment we saw daylight, or we saw that uh, four thousand dollar a month apartment that they were in.
3: <laughs> I mean, really, I, where where is that apartment? Because it's I, on Ivy Girl, right next to Amdu. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. But it's not. No.
0: Six hundred dollars a month. Like my, like
1: my like my brain turned off. I did not in a bad way. I didn't care one single fucking iota about <laughs> that bartender at but all. That's the but
2: that's part. I'm sorry. That's part of the movie. That is like the majority of the movie.
1: Why no? Is, she can, but it
3: doesn't she, need to be.
1: No, she can still be following her dreams. She can still get wowed by Marcus by Eric Dane's character. She doesn't need to be. Falling in love, she can still get the creepy Hollywood exec. Can still that can still happen. Lacy, cover your ears for two seconds. Josh, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Tell me. Tell me Tell what us for real. About.
0: <laughs> We know you are really in there.
1: I'm not saying, I'm not saying <laughs> I liked it. I'm saying I didn't hate it. And there's a movie in there in inside this two hours which is too long inside of this two hours there is a movie that I would like that's a that's a reach around way to say you did not like it <laughs> I don't know if I liked it but I didn't hate it that's the important thing I wanted to get across is I didn't hate the movie
0: dude can we just get I'm sorry Christina Aguilera should not be acting ever no. ever <laughs> again you guys
2: she's fine she no she, is,
3: she is, isn't she did fine.
0: she's
1: She's she, not bad. She is I don't not. think she's bad. I think she is as good as her co-star. So I think when she's in scenes with Stanley Tucci, no. fantastic. When it's just her and Cam Gigandet, uh, <laughs> I, think they're, I think you guys are uh, crack smokers
2: because they have great chemistry. <laughs> what, what are you talking are you about? You they do about? have what? great chemistry. <laughs> Whatever Eyeliner guy. Absolutely. yes eyeliner guy i think they have really great chemistry you know why
0: they have great chemistry because they both fucking blow that's why
2: (laughs) carmela diaz lala
0: dude they suck christina aguilera is literally talking in a baby voice for all three hours of this film and then when she gets on stage she's like like (laughs) why aren't you talking in that voice i fucking can't and i know it's her just trying to be like Well, I'm just from Iowa and this is how we talk there. First of all, what? No, (laughs) just talk in your regular Christina Aguilera voice. I hate it. She's so bad.
1: Real quick, Lacey, will you go turn the light on? I can't see you. Yeah, you look real scary right now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Having a great time. Don't talk about a chair. Talk about
2: her. Okay, sh- she's gone real quick. What do you think? Is the movie? <laughs> do you think the movie sucks? Right? I don't think it sucks.
1: I don't hate it though. You I know, know what, Lacey?
2: If I had just met y'all, I'd be like, you need to marry Josh because that man protects you till death, and that is beautiful. I,
1: I I am going to be very vocal about the things I didn't like. I'm saying as a whole, I'm going to be vocal about the things I hated. As a whole, I didn't hate the movie.
3: I'm going to, can I interject really quick? Because I feel like Roshan, Josh, and I all feel kind of similarly in that it's not a perfect movie, but it has elements that could make it like a really great movie, a really good movie. And I just want to say that Cher felt the same way about this movie when it came out. Mm
2: -hmm. Cher quote is epic.
3: It is – let me find it because it's a – should I quote it or should I just – Please quote
0: it. Yeah, find it. Yeah, quote it. It's so good.
3: Cher has stated that she felt this could have been a much better film, pinning the blame on its writer-director, Stephen Anton. Terrible director. Really terrible. And really terrible script. I remember him saying to me, I don't care about what you say. I just want to shoot the dance numbers. She also added that had it been shorter, it would have squeaked by and been a really good popcorn movie.
1: That's kinda
2: exactly how I feel. Same. That is that is not how I feel. Oh. I think I I think the tears right now are me, Josh and Lacey, and
0: then Mel, who yeah. like hates. I just wait a second. No, I love <laughs> this movie. I'm I said I you. don't hate this movie. I said Christina Aguilera blows. Yeah, I think me and Mel,
1: I think me yeah. and Mel are I hate the I main actress. I think me and Mel are closer than me and Lacey, but it was yes. I it was expected of me to be so low that it's shocking that I'm and at Mel's level because right. you're
2: actually low. You just I'll text you later. You just don't want to say it.
3: <laughs> and I
1: understand that. He's uh,
3: preserving the marriage right now.
1: I'm going to I don't want to continue this conspiracy theory that I'm lying to preserve <laughs> I don't my marriage. Think, I'm not saying you're lying, but I'm sorry, Josh. Adam's
2: Family, Coraline, Now and Then, Burlesque are not Josh Feder movies, and you have not spoken out Coraline against is. any of those. Okay, Coraline, sure. You have not spoken out against any of those, and there is one common denominator in all of those movies, and she's I the, think I spoke the out the ag- second square in this
1: Zoom call. I- she's <laughs> She's third for me. I think I, I think I spoke out about now and then though. No, you did it.
3: You said you You didn't said the hate same it. thing that you're
1: saying right now. I have only hated two movies we have watched, and they're both mine. mine. No, no, they're mine. One, one, one each. Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, and White uh, Chicks. What's that? No, I didn't hate White Chicks. Oh, the fucking Drew I Barrymore one. I hated White Chicks.
0: Oh yes. Oh, never been kissed. Never been kissed. Yes. I
1: only hated. Uh, you, said, you said you
2: said at Charlie's the beginning Angels. of this episode that you respect a movie that is unapologetically what it is.
1: Yes, and the two movies I hate are not that. They <laughs> no
2: bullshit, bullshit. Charlie's, Charlie's Angel's, Angels Full Throttle no. is more itself than burlesque is.
1: What is it? What is it? Is it an action? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it campy? Is it serious? Is it grounded? It's a campy. Action film? What do you mean? No, but then they, but then Demi Moore comes in and tries to make it all grounded and sad with the fucking Native American on the side of the road teardrop shot. She is no. chewing
2: the scenery. I'm saying that burlesque, like Mel said, burlesque is a musical that doesn't really want to be a musical unless it's on stage. And when you look at movies like Dreamgirls or Cabaret or Chicago, there are narrative songs in between all that burlesque is like if it's not on stage it doesn't matter
1: i didn't well that's that's you calling it a musical i didn't picture it as a musical i don't see it as a musical it's
2: it's categorized as a musical but i agree with mel it's a film with musical performances
3: i would agree with that i would agree with that completely because we don't get to the point i think we've classified on the pod before a musical is when the emotions get too high that you can no longer speak to so you communicate your feelings. You sing. Like, that's what yes. a musical is. It
1: happens, like, once
2: or
3: twice. It happens, like, once, maybe twice.
2: They open with her singing a James, but everything else is on stage.
3: Right. She's just singing. She's not
0: singing because then she's the emotional.
1: Sh- the share moment was very musical-esque.
3: Yeah, but, like, they kind I- of...
1: It was, but it was framed as a as a practice.
2: No, I'm I'm look. I'm gonna open this up because I'm not the one that's gonna burn this at the stake. Only thing I would say is just move that like 30 minutes later, and that should be the 11 o'clock number. Okay. It comes like smack dab in the middle of the movie, and
1: you're like, wait, what? Let's go down the Let's go down the Zoom too. It's share time. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) This is the This is the best thing I've seen share in.
3: Mm. Oh. Say it again. Huh. I have
1: only seen Cher in two things.
3: <laughs> I don't care. what side, <laughs> side Story. No!
0: West,
1: <laughs> I will say, I this is the best you've seen her. Oh. This is the best thing I've seen her in out of two. <laughs> Mama Mia, here we go again, being <laughs> one of them. And burlesque. Now that we're talking about it, I actively cringed for at least ninety percent of Cher's lines in Mama Mia. I don't, I thought she was a horrific fit for that movie.
3: Oh my God, Josh, move but on. We're talking about, we're talking, we're talking about, about burlesque
1: now. And there was a lot of parts. And again, I think the MVP of this movie, I think Stanley Tucci makes everyone he's in a scene with better. I think Stanley Tucci is that fucking good. I think if you're in a scene with him, you are better. And any scene with her and Stanley Tucci, I think worked. I think he can generate chemistry With a fucking lamppost. I think she can. I think she can too.
3: I think she can too. Oh yeah. I think
1: she can too. That's what I'm saying is the scene specifically between the two of them. I loved. I had a great time. That's what I mean is anything in the bar. Musical numbers were flashy and fun. But like Cher and Stanley Tucci just riffing off each other. Peter Gallagher coming in. I didn't hate. Or I mean Marcus obviously Eric Dane's character. Oh, I've. I vibed <laughs> with all of that.
3: Get your Grey's Anatomy ass out of here with that oof! <laughs>
1: I D. vibed me. with all of all of the stuff in the bar, and that includes Cher.
3: There is a really great interview on YouTube um, with Julianne Huff about her scene where she reveals she's pregnant to Cher slash Tess, and she just talks about up until then she'd— quote unquote, just been a dancer like this was one of her first big acting gigs and how much Cher comforted her and like made her feel welcome on the set, gave her acting tips for the scene. It's really sweet. It's on YouTube if you look up Burlesque Julianne Huff. Great. So Mella, why did you hate Cher in this movie? No, I don't
0: hate Cher in this movie. <laughs> I think she's great. Want to get this straight? I don't hate Cher i think she's fine i've seen her in a lot of things the part that i don't like is her number that is a beverage number for me i'm sorry i just
1: as not like you're going to get a beverage for it
0: yes i just don't i don't know there's uh...
1: we can talk about it there is something about Cher's voice
0: it, oh, yes. I, her her voice is very niche. You have to love Cher in order to love her voice. You can never just not know anything about Cher, listen to her and be like, yeah, that's kind of good. Everyone knows Cher's voice is Cher's voice.
3: Yeah, I, but like people listened to her when she first started and we're like, oh, that's weird. I like it.
0: Right, right. That's I feel like that's pretty much what I'm saying is we like it because it's Cher. So it's kind of just like Cher singing on the stage, not Tess in this character singing about her bar closing. Sorry.
3: Did you give it see to somebody tears? Else. She had tears multiple times.
2: Here's what I'll say about the number. Is, <laughs> like I said, move it. And then give Cher, like, two more numbers. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I don't like about this movie is that 95% of the numbers are just Allie. <laughs> I wish... I think the best performance in the movie, for me, is Kristen Bell. And I wish she had a song, just one. I understand that she's a burlesque dancer, so she's not going to sing on stage. But maybe once she gets pushed out, when she gets sent home drunk, maybe she could have a song. But then that turns it into a full-on musical, and I don't know.
3: Or give her the opportunity to perform. Like the whole fight between Nikki and Tess throughout the whole movie is they don't come to hear us sing. They don't come to hear us sing. Show us why. Show us why they yeah. don't come to hear you sing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's Kristen Bell, who is an incredible performer and singer. Get well, up that's... there and
2: sing. Do you want to build a snowman?
1: You know? <laughs> nah, that... Well, that's that's what I thought was going to happen at the end because. Nikki Kristen Bell's character kept quoting Tessa, saying, "We don't, uh, they don't come to here sing, Nikki. They don't come to here sing." That implies that they've had that argument, and Nikki has asked to sing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when she when she had her redemption arc, when she came back to say sorry and and Tessa forgived her, I I expected that we would get a moment. Felt weird that we didn't. Mm-hmm. I but agree. It was executive the the music was executive produced by Extina. So
3: I think Cher's quote really rings true of like Stephen Anton was clearly very passionate about and very good with the burlesque song and dance numbers. We can all agree that that's where the show lives and that's where the the movie thrives is in those numbers. But yeah, I mean, I think everything else, not everything else. I think, every like Josh said, I agree with Josh in that everything that has to do with the club, I care about. I care about the club. I care about Tess and Vince, the owners. I care about Sean. I care about all of the dancers. I want this club to succeed. I'm so sorry, Rashawn. This is the one place that I don't agree with you. I don't care about Jack. I don't care about him start to finish
2: i do i do because i care about her and i care about their kind of will they won't they it's it's a big chunk of the movie to not care about and i think i personally think they do a really good job in a movie that is so bad it's good to me no and i think <laughs> <Yes. they're>, the <laughs> the cute scene where mm-hmm. he puts on the jammies he keeps mm-hmm. coming out until he's naked she giggles at his butt. It's just a really cute. They, I Hurtatious again, scene. I think, I think they have really good chemistry. Is it together.
0: because she's talking like a baby in that scene? So you think? Shut up! Cute? Oh my god, Mella. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it because you can see his abs and ass in that scene? <laughs> Easy. No. I, it was it was supposed <laughs> to be Rashawn. Come on. <laughs> no, I
2: I, th- I just think they're I think they're really cute together, and I I don't know I root for them, but that's just me.
3: I root for them. I Here's the thing is like I, I root for them and it's clearly part of the story is part of the story for her is coming, finding a gig, helping the club and finding true love. That's part of her journey and part of her story. But I, especially from a 2020 lens, I don't need the love story. I need the personal growth. I need the, the strength and the confidence that she finds when she's on stage. I mean, by the end of it, when she helps Tess figure out how to save the club, we start the movie with Allie and she's like, wait, let me talk to you. No. Okay. That's how Allie starts out. And then at the end, she's literally yelling back at Tess being like, no, I'm going to fucking say what I need to say. And you're going to listen to me. That personal growth to me is more compelling than the romantic storyline between Allie and Jack.
2: I agree. But I think 2010 or 2020, I don't think there's anything wrong with a cute, simple romance. There's and nothing I, wrong and...
3: with it. I'm just saying I don't need it.
2: <laughs> because because as a character, she gets what she wants in the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. She proves that she's great. She sings. She changes the entire direction of the club. And then the rest of the movie is her being extina. Mm -hmm. So the rest and she's our main character. So what all the the only journey we have to follow her on is the romantic one because she's gotten her I want. She got the spot. She not only got a spot, she got the main spot. So the rest of the movie is her settling into that and then getting the guy
3: but you also have the the impending doom of the club. That's a huge part of the plot for this movie too is
2: she doesn't know about that until the very end of the movie. You know what I mean? She's not she's not fighting to keep the club open. She's only there to be the star.
3: But if we took Jack out, she could.
2: Don't take Jack out because we need romance.
0: <laughs> get get a better Jack.
1: No, he's Ali, fine. And
3: then... no, 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 Christina is incredible in this. Like, she plays the sweet whoa. little southern <laughs> whoa, whoa. belle.
1: Easy with the I word.
3: She's great. Okay, She's incredible as far. She's really good in this. She does a good job. She does what the story asks her to do in this movie.
1: I have something unrelated.
3: Okay, God. Oh, fuck me.
1: I... I thought it was cute at first, and then the more I thought about it, and the more it showed up. I was like, "That's okay." <laughs> Alan Cumming, just a, such a clear, yeah, nod. Not even it's not even a wink and a nod to um,
0: cabaret.
1: Thank you. It's not even a wink and a nod to cabaret. It's just uh, overtly. <laughs> Do you guys remember cabaret? like it was at, like if he was ju- if it was just him at the booth at the ticket booth at one scene i'd be like oh that's cool but then the the number he did and i was like it was almost it's too- literally
0: the number from cabaret
1: yeah it was almost too much for me
0: well i thought that too because i was like well it's alan coming like we know who he is just put him in the fucking movie for real
1: yeah. Or do it do it or don't. That's yeah, what do it, it is. Do it or
0: don't do it. Where it's like I'm not I love Stanley Tucci. I'm not saying he should replace him, but it's like he needed to have a part like that. Yeah. He I mean, hello, the guy's Make, here.
1: Let's put him in the fucking it, film. It went past the point of cameo. If it was just yes. him that then that one scene at the ticket booth, that's when I was like, Oh, cool, that's a cool cameo, because this is clearly inspired by a knockoff of a remake of cab whatever you want to call it. Yeah. This is it's fucking! This is Cabaret 2.0. No, it's right. not. No, it's
3: not. It's, it's, not.
1: it's, no, it's not.
3: It's it's close. No, it's not.
1: It's not even close. It's it's close. Have
3: you seen Cabaret? Uh,
1: no, I've heard I've heard it.
3: Yeah, you don't know.
1: It's not Cabaret.
3: It's not
1: Cabaret. It's close enough. It's close enough. So, oh my God. <laughs> I can do this all night, baby. In <laughs> no, in no, you in can't. aesthetic alone, yes. But that's the movie what I mean. It's like it. It's not Cabaret. His appearance was a very obvious nod to cabaret and you can't convince me otherwise it's
2: his appearance but also he played dmc yeah that's what i mean it's his his
1: appearance in the movie i don't mean his look i mean his his being in the movie was uh, i I will uh, you cannot convince me that it wasn't a nod to cabaret well no yeah it's definitely a nod absolutely yeah it passed the point of cameo to me a cameo needs to be like a tight one scene cute, whatever ricky lake
0: and hairspray that's yeah that's a cameo
1: no nice. matter where it is in the movie, just a nice type one scene. But it went a little further than that. And I was like, okay. okay. All I right. Give, him, give him a character or don't. Doth protest too much a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> I barely think so in the movie. It's It was the musical number, honestly. It was the... the but it's the, like 30 seconds.
3: And that I think was the that was the nicer homage. That I mean, that then, scene is literally two ladies. Like that's what that yeah. dance number is on stage. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so is this a is this a prequel to no, cabaret?
3: Joshua, <laughs> no. Oh my god! Did he
1: did he learn go the two ladies cabaret, number? Watch cabaret, please. <laughs> please From
3: please go really watch good. cabaret.
1: Why are you shaming me like I wouldn't like Cabaret? I know most of the songs. I'm
3: telling our listeners. To I, go watched watch it. <laughs> I watched Shits Creek. I watched Shits Creek. Creek
1: is not watching Cabaret.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You've seen it. You good.
2: And I don't know if you would
1: like Cabaret.
3: I don't know. I, like I don't think you would. You'd like the songs, anyways. Um, Can
1: we talk about Stanley Tucci? I would some like more? to talk
3: about Stanley Tucci before we. Yay. We move on.
1: He's the best top 10 character actors currently working in my opinion and I I will be taking no uh, judgment. I From also who, Josh.
2: <laughs> what? From who?
1: Um we stand dumbass. Stand oh, okay, great.
3: We stand too <laughs> cheap. <laughs> I said this to Josh as we were watching it because I feel like Jack and the love story are not necessary. I'm sorry Rashawn, that's where we differ. But I feel like you could build the friendship between Sean and Ally throughout the movie mm-hmm. in the places where Allie leans on Jack for the romantic part of the relationship. And we would, one, we would get more Stanley Tucci. And two, we'd get more of a friendship building in LA, which I, I mean, I think that's so important. Yes, romance is fun and sweet. And there are really sweet, genuine mo- moments between Allie and Jack. I personally would have rather seen stanley tucci kind of take this little bird under his wing you know
1: or more of the girls right jack had mentioned they were a family but we never really saw that
3: yeah i agree take a hustler's it, approach
2: they're a family but she's not part of that like she she moves past them so quick i i like that she never really gets close to them she kind of
1: comes in It she does at her, one point they you hear, you heard her it, it here first, everybody. If Sean gets big, he's leaving us in the dust. I'm
3: saying, jeez,
0: with a bob, with a bob, long wig. I know,
2: but I wouldn't like blindside you. You guys
1: know. You know? <laughs> I again, the one-liners. No one delivers them better than Stanley Tucci. Mm-mm. Jesus Christ, all of them. So Anyth- any, any dig he has at Kristen Bell's character. Oh, I do. I have a nickname for you.
3: <laughs> oh so It wasn't Idaho. It was Reno, and it was lovely. That moment is so sweet and so. Just... After their fight, yeah.
1: Too. Mm-hmm. Can we get a Mel?
3: We need a, um, any uh, digs with a wig, Mela?: Dig with a wig
0: Hit time. It. I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around, oh, you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy team. wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig, baby. In. But it's a wig. This wig, mama. Mm. There are a lot of wigs in this movie. My one wig that I don't like and don't understand: Christina Aguilera's alley wig. W- why the fuck?
1: Like the, her base. Her base
0: wig. Isn't the bitch blonde in real life? Like, why can't she just use her own hair? The hairstyles are not intricate. She's doing just a little half up, half down, some bangs.
1: So that was That's a wig. It.
0: That was a wig. Because at some point... <laughs> at some point... I... No lie, I thought Jack was going to knock it off. when he, I, I was like, it's going. The part was going from side to side at some angles. There's Did- a scene... Where she's walking into that, um, that random party that Doctor Simi takes her to, oh and she gets out of the part the she gets out of the car and it's like just tousled, and then she gets in the door and it's perfectly curled. It looks so hideous. I just don't <laughs> understand.
1: Her front bangs were weird because uh, they're not
0: they're not real.
1: Yeah, they think. were
2: weird. I don't think it's that bad. I just don't understand that. I think it's intentionally not good. I think where I do. Okay. Because the wigs on stage and every single wig that Cher wears is 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. So I think hers is intentionally very homely, downtrodden. Like,
3: yeah, small town. Yeah.
2: This is her hair. She has no idea what to do with it. Look how bad it is. And then when they put her on stage, the curly wig that she wears during Express, oof, gay Love it.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, that's why I'm like, I love all the wigs in the numbers and Cher's wearing wigs the whole time. And we love, they're gorgeous. But that's the thing is, Ali, the character is not wearing a wig. You get what I'm saying? Like, so it doesn't need to be a bad wig. It just has to look like good hair that she doesn't know how to style. This just looks like a bad wig.
2: To go back to our, to our Death Proof episode, the scratches on the screen, the shot that you didn't like, everything else in the movie is wig-wise is so well done that you can't say that this wig is, they just missed it. It has to be intentionally what it is. In order to prove a point of the contrast between when she steps on stage,
3: I think if we didn't have that whole scene between Tess and Allie with the makeup, I would be more on Mella's side with this, of it being just like, it doesn't work. But I think, Rashawn, you're correct in that we're shown throughout all of this that Allie didn't have a mother, didn't have, you know, someone to teach her how to do her makeup, how to do her hair. So, like, I, I agree with you. It did bother me. Mella. her bangs drove me nuts but i think Rashawn, you're correct in that that was the point like it's small town girl not knowing how or what to do with all of her golden locks
1: okay i just looked it up because you were wondering why they gave her braids because she has blonde hair her her box braids were in 2002 so this wasn't when she had
3: box oh braids. my god joshua <laughs> thank you good thank to know you for Be the Thank you.
0: This, well, okay, this is not too far off from what I was going to say is when we're watching a movie and the character, the actress, has a wig to just look like hair, just a regular regular hair, I'm then sitting back wondering, okay, were they brunette and they just wanted her to be blonde in the movie? Half of my brain is thinking that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, okay, there's going to be a scene where she... Takes off this non-wig and she dyes her hair. Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't compute with me. I don't understand why Hollywood's giving her this wig. That's where I'm at.
1: You've, you've never seen Lord of the Rings, have you? Uh, No. I'm going to bring it on... One day, because every single person, down to the orc extras in that movie, are wearing a wig.
0: I've seen Orlando's wig, like on pictures, and it looks good. He's got that lace front.
1: I mean, they're all very good wigs. Sorry, I digress. But <laughs> I'm gonna do. it. I'm gonna bring in Lord of the Rings just so Melic can talk about wigs for 45 <laughs> goddamn minutes. <laughs> I usually I'm
2: with you because I know that this is something that you zero in on because of what you do for a living. But I also can't look at this multi-million dollar movie and think that they this is something that they just missed you know what i mean like they have to know what those bangs look like and that was a conscious choice to make her frumpy you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i mean it is christina aguilera so it's hard to make her look frumpy she's gorgeous
3: she's fucking beautiful yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. stunning Well, I want to give you one last opportunity. Anybody else want to air any grievances that we have not touched on yet? I'm actually pleasantly surprised with this episode, believe it or not.
1: What is it? McSteamy Mc...
3: Eric Eric Dane, Marcus.
1: When they went on a date, the movie played some like fun early 2000s (laughs) date music. Like, "Uh uh-oh, I want some more. That song? That was playing. I want to re. I want to get in the editing booth, and re-edit that to put some like even no music. No music would be horrific because he literally says she. He goes, "We're gonna go to a party if you don't mind," and she says, "And if I do," and he says, "Then this is a kidnapping." Huh?
0: <laughs> I did say I was like, "Well, this is a little creepy." Not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Uh,
1: when he that stole her purse, shit, I was like, meat. "This, this is a <laughs> it's passive for burglary." No but ransom, like, please. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's. I mean, maybe that it's indicative of the movie industry, and Hollywood as a whole, now and in 2010. But like, it was this fun date music over him saying, "Ha ha, I'm kidnapping you now."
0: Drives off. You don't the have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Stealing
2: it wasn't your,
1: a date, though. It wasn't a date. Was I'm stealing your purse. He was giving her a ride home. I, it was creepy for I don't think the reasons they meant it to be. Yeah, like I think we were supposed to kind of find him charming and fun there for a second. We do, and and well,
3: <laughs> nah, he's trying to screw j- Tess over. He's never trying. He's
1: bad guy. <laughs> I know,
2: but if you're gonna have a bad guy, casting Eric Dane is um, a very good choice.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah, I and, mean no, he Eric was Dane great. Did, yeah,
2: there's nothing Eric Dane did. No, yeah, I'm saying like I know what he was doing was bad, but he makes it he makes it very enticing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's super charming.
2: Yeah, he's really charming. Which is what, I mean, he did it for 10 years on Graves. Before they killed
3: him. Also, talk about it. That's when I stopped watching We're still hurting. Talk about it.
0: Real quick before we move on. I. uh, Why does Jack need to be in America? In the movie? Or in the movie. (laughs) But.
2: Guys, quit it!
0: Fine, he's in the movie. (laughs) Fuck it, he's not that good. It's fine, but I don't get. He's in Easy
1: A. You're one of your favorite movies. That's him.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I just don't get why he needs to cheat on his fiance.
3: It just doesn't mm -hmm. really like
0: move any plot around. I'm like, he could have been single, and been a really good guy. And he's like, look, I'm giving you a place to stay. I'm fucking making you coffee in the morning. I got you a job. He
2: didn't, but he didn't cheat on her. I mean, he he didn't.
3: They were on a break, you guys. On a
2: break. I think he's he is a really good guy. He literally like gives
1: her his bed and sleeps on the couch. Like he's a he's he's a decent guy. I can't fucking believe I'm defending Jack. When she storms into the room, she says, "You think you can break up with someone like me over the phone?" That implies that he truly thought they were broken up. And in his mind, they were. So I, I think, I mean, yes, they
2: move very fast after the breakup. But the it's been day. building and building. Sean even kind of pushes it. He, he tells Jack, you know, she's not going to be available for very long. I see the way that you look at her. It's like, come on. This guy. This movie is about the romance. What do you mean?
0: This movie the other is thing about is, like, I don't club. disagree. I don't disagree. I
2: it. This movie I is about it. the romance. How can you be not be romantic the about romance? The club is, like, the B plot <laughs>
3: All right, are we good? Did you get it all out?
2: Express and show me how you burlesque. Those numbers, fucking rock. I love.
3: I am a good girl. I love that whole fucking. No,
2: show me how you burlesque. Fucking goes. Mm -hmm. Show me how you burlesque. Also, movie star fucking entrance. Welcome to burlesque. I get. I get it. It's just so good. She's not. She's standing there doing nothing but flicking her wrist. I love it.
3: (laughs) On that positive note, then, do you guys want to play a game? Yes.
1: Very much, yeah. I'm very excited. I want to play a game. Alright, everyone, gird your loins. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Come on, I'm bored. I'm
3: bored. Play with me. For this week's game, I want you you to show me how you burlesque baby. I prepared you all ahead of time and I told you that I wanted you to pick a movie that we have had on our podcast in the last 50 some odd episodes and I want you to insert a burlesque number into one of those movies. Give us the characters, give us the song. That they're going to be burlesquing to. Give us the story and the situation. And I will choose my favorite creative idea. Who wants to start?
1: I think you're going to have to assign. I think we're, we all, we're all locked and loaded. Well, I kind of want to
3: go. I make you go first. Because you've been talking about how excited you are.
1: I'm sorry. Why am I getting punished for being excited?
3: <laughs> I'm just like I'm not eager. being punished eager to hear it
1: all right fine i'll go first of my own volition i'm choosing to go first great this movie was pretty divisive on the podcast a big reason for it was i think theming i think some people thought the theming kind of fell off or it the tone was inconsistent and i think throwing a burlesque number in the middle-ish of this movie early middle it would keep the tone going and add a little bit of flair. We're jumping back to Wonder Woman 1984. <gasps> what? Follow me here, camera guy. Diana is in the 80s. We've gotten the training montage. Steve is now awake. Diana's showing Steve the 80s. Kristen Wiig's Cheetah. She's still a fun, quirky human. So 1984, you're thinking, you got to go with the time, right? You got to stick to the 80s. We're going to do the 1983... Michael Cimbello song, Maniac. (laughs) Okay. You got Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig teaching Chris Pine how to do the routine because it's popular. It's the 80s. It's the most popular thing. And it ends with Chris Pine doing the chair routine (laughs) with the water. Get the fuck out of here. Give me every ticket you got. Wonder Woman 1984. I'm adding in the 1983 classic, Maniac.
3: I will take that. I like that, Joshua. <laughs> well Thank done. you. I
1: told you I was
0: excited.
3: Uh, Mella, you going to go next? I
0: chose a song from the movie. Ooh. I think I misunderstood it, but whatever. I'm going to do it. So I'm also going to take it back to uh, episodes from the beginning. Now I'm going to do our favorite couple from The Bride of Chucky.
3: Oh no. Oh no, never so
2: on principle she's not gonna choose.
3: <laughs> I know,
0: I thought about this and I was like, maybe I should just fucking do Adam's family, but nah. <laughs> so we're not we're 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 gonna go into we're gonna use a movie as is. We're gonna just drop in a musical number. We're gonna go to the scene in Tiff's RV where she's not quite yet a doll, but she's found the love of her life, her Chucky, and she has to sew him back together. So as she finds Chucky, she takes him out of the plastic garbage bag, she lifts him up to the light, and you hear Jennifer Tilly go, ho. Oh,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And she starts singing tough love. (laughs) And she talks about how, indeed, she wants a love, but she wants a tough love. And the shot is just on her hand, sewing needle into into rubber, into plastic, back and forth. And she's doing this, (laughs) she's doing this belted song to Chucky. The whole entire time, and she sits him on her little RV kitchen chair, and she wraps around a little electrical cord, and she wraps it around herself, and then she throws herself into the bath, and that's where it ends, and she becomes the Bride of Chucky. Okay. I knew you were gonna love it.
3: Uh, at least I was like really horrified that you were gonna make the dolls doing it, and that. I was very scared. So I'm, I'm appreciative that you didn't I, go there. I almost was. <laughs> Little
0: pickle tongues.
1: You're still in the running because you chose Jennifer Tilly because if it had been the dolls, it would have been a hard
3: out. <laughs> All right, we're
2: Um, I almost cheated and just went with Moulin Rouge, but I'm going to play fair. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good
0: one.
2: Um, this is not necessarily a movie, but it was an episode that we did on the podcast. I'm going to oh, WandaVision. I knew it. Oh. oh, We have one of the best reveals that I think Marvel has done. Agatha Harkness reveals herself to Wanda. She fair. You know freezes what you're doing. Wanda. You know what you're doing. Episode 8, previously on. She takes Wanda through the recesses of her mind trying to get answers from Wanda of how she uses the magic that she uses. We get the memories, we see the loss of Pietro, we see how she's been broken down and we get to the moment where she lands on the lot that she's going to create this house and this town and this is where the hex grows out of her body. We've seen the memes. She drops to her knees and she screams. In this version however she drops to her knees She cries, she hugs the letter and you hear Beyonce in a 2014 stripped down version of Crazy in Love.
3: Oh my God.
2: The the piano comes in and then the magic bursts out of her body and slowly expands across the town. And as Crazy in Love plays, The hex expands and everyone turns into the older versions of who they are. And the hex is created and we get the end
1: of the episode. Cut to black.
3: I need a drink after that. Oh my goodness.
1: Can can we defend our choices now?
3: Sure, yeah, because you all did a really good job and I'm having a hard time.
1: It, where's the dancing in One Division? Don't burlesque numbers need to dance? I'm sorry, Maniac is not a burlesque number. Is Crazy in Love stripped down? Yeah, it could be. Then so could Maniac. Where's the dancing? Don't burlesque numbers need to dance? No.
3: I think, I think bur- so. A burlesque
1: number. Uh,
2: someone could literally just stand there and lip sync. I don't think that... I think a burlesque would be, like, their option of clothing. I don't know. I took some liberties, but I think thematically... You also... That was also your least favorite episode. Not true. That's not true. At the top of this episode, what movies did
1: I name drop? I'm saying of (laughs) WandaVision. Christ (laughs) almighty. Ah, what did you name drop? (laughs) I was saying that's your least favorite WandaVision episode. That's not true. You hated the flashback That's the... Whatever... I digress.
2: You're coming at me strong because you loved it.
1: No, I actually didn't like your answer. He loved I, mine. I liked it more than Rashawn's because I wow. feel like it, it followed the assignment more. I, if Yours is a musical number we're calling burlesque. I think as we declared in this episode, there's a difference between a burlesque, nu- a burlesque show and a musical. And yours feels more like a musical
2: no we said there's a difference between a musical and a film with musical performances don't twist it to try (laughs) to eliminate me
0: okay okay imagine little okay no jennifer tilly's still jennifer tilly you know in burlesque how they be like taking off stuff but actually not showing titties Mm -hmm. so she's basically (laughs) doing that with chucky so she's Taking off his little overalls.
3: Nope. Lick. Stop talking. Lick. Josh, my, and my, Shimmying up the blue
0: striped shirt.
1: Mine is the most in it fits in the story. There's a whole segment of Diana teaching Steve the 80s. And if it's 1984, the biggest thing that just happened a year ago was the maniac dance yes, on the chair with the water. Are they
3: doing it?
1: They're teaching Steve,
3: why are they why am I
1: getting this question? I
3: be, that was the question You can't. That you're I the one that came yours.
1: out strong at people.
3: You're that's the one I had for yours because Mellas was okay, this is when the she's getting the doll ready and she's going to change into the doll too. Rashawn's was okay, this is when she's building the hex. Why is the birdlesque number happening in Wonder Woman?
1: The why for Rashawn's is this is when she's building the hex. Then mine is this is when they're teaching Steve all about the eighties because he missed the eighties and this is this song is quintessentially eighties. Am I wrong? Why is Cheetah there? She's not. This song is quintessentially eighties. You definitely said she was. Yeah, I'm changing my mind. It's just, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just Diana's. But just she's, do,
2: but she's doing a burlesque
1: number for him. No, Steve is doing it. Yeah, she's teaching him, and then Steve does it.
2: He does a burlesque number.
1: Yeah. What is the burlesque number that Wanda does? Okay, fine.
2: As the hex is created, the house is built. She gets vision alone in the house. She starts off in her lingerie, and the burlesque is in reverse, and she's peeling on the clothes of a 1950s housewife. And the end of the number is her and Vision in the house on the couch. They turn on the TV, cut to black.
0: I would just like to say that I have the least questions about mine. (laughs)
1: Because <laughs> we all, because we know it's eliminated already. Feel uh, good. Uh, why does a burlesque number have to be this dramatic thing? Half the numbers in the movie burlesque are just fun, upbeat, like because showy she, numbers. Because
2: she said I had to adapt it to a movie that we've done, and that's what I'm doing.
1: No, you're not. You're adapting it to a TV show that we've done. You didn't it's even a, call the assignment.
2: It's a eight
1: hour
0: movie. Lacey, tell him I won.
1: Chris Pine. Dumping a bucket of water on that gorgeous skull of his. Little baby Chucky Booty.
3: I can see all of these working. And it. I, I didn't expect this. And I feel really toe up from the flow up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really uh, having a hard time. Because all of these are really, really good. But the one that I can see most realistically happening... In the movie is Mella with the Bride of Jackie. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell that is, yeah.
2: That is that was Ooh. not the assignment. Yeah. But I thought we were supposed to use our
1: imagination. Not- she
0: said pick a song. She didn't say not from the movie. Mmm, hell yeah. If we're going realistic, so sweet.
2: Uh, we
1: would have just done <laughs> Mulan Rouge. <No. laughs>
2: yeah, if it was realistic, I would have just done Mulan Rouge.
3: Not real not necessarily realistic, but I can see. A burlesque number happening right then, right there in that movie. I can see that happening. I can see it happening in both of yours as well. But that's the one I can... It's the transitions the most... She, even, she didn't even
2: try that hard. She didn't even pick her own song. I, I
3: pick, still pick, I pick I think... Song. I think
2: she should be disqualified for using a song from burlesque. I
3: will say, Rashaun, I was so... I loved yours.
2: No, until no. You, I'm tired of you, hearing you, that. No, no, no. Stop talking! I'm tired me. of hearing no
3: until you went the wanda route with it i thought you were going the agatha route with it and agatha's agatha all along up. was gonna be the burlesque number. you had
1: you had katherine hahn in in your hands Rashawn, and you Doesn't fumbled matter. it it's no
3: but they were all it's wonderful fine. They right. were all wonderful. congratulations same, same. Mela. no josh i loved yours too and i would thank pay you. good money to see chris fine do the maniac dance
1: thank
3: you
1: <laughs> that's all i wanted to hear <laughs> <laughs> this
3: oh my goodness well congratulations mella um, thank you so much well played everyone that was very fun for me i loved to see how you all burlesque yourselves Um,
1: I'm a little, I'm still a little fuzzy on what a burlesque song
3: is. (laughs) (laughs) It's whatever you want it to be, baby.
1: Oh, the spirit of
2: burlesque.
3: Clearly Um, clearly
2: not, because we lost to Chucky.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You lost to Chucky. To some dolls, bitch. Period. (laughs) All right. Wrapping things up. I think we can all agree that burlesque is a... Maybe not a full-on movie musical, but it has wonderful show-stopping musical numbers. We can all agree that Stanley Tucci is a phenomenal performer that brings out the best of whoever he's doing a scene with. And whether you agree with me or not, I think we can all agree that I love Cher more than anything. Sorry, Josh. Come on. Just
2: agree with me or not, we can all agree. (laughs)
3: We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So who can find the quickest connection between Kristen Bell and Jeff Goldblum?
1: Motherfucker.
3: Oh, go
2: Roshani. Um Kristen Bell is in Forgetting Sarah Marshall <gasps> with Paul Rudd. Who's in Infinity War with Mark Ruffalo? Who's in Ragnarok with Jeff Goldblum. There we
3: go. Nicely done. Damn it. Sean. Yay! Ah. Well done, well done. Well, I'm pleasantly surprised. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinefiles Attack. As always, we would love it if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, rated us on Apple Podcasts. Whatever you feel compelled to do, please do it. We're going to keep bitching at you, so please do it. (laughs) You can find... This and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at cinephileattack. And if you have a suggestion for a new movie we should review, or if you have a bone to pick with one of us, or if you just want to tell us how much you love us, send us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella,
2: Josh, and Rashawn.
3: We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.